Welcome to the Curate Podcast, where we are pursuing the beautiful life together. Hello, hello, friends. Welcome back to the Curate Podcast, where we discuss all things woman. I'm here today with two special guests. Lily Carville and Gianna Green are here to discuss body image. Both women graduated from Hillsdale in 2017 and were members of Kappa Kappa Gamma, along with being heavily involved on campus. Lily now works in admissions for the college and Gianna in marketing for a real estate firm. In last week's episode, we discussed self-love, and I think body image is a really, really great extension of that conversation. So to start with, what do you think the line is between having a healthy body image and not veering so far into vanity? Hmm. Great question. (laughs) Um, I think... Having a really healthy body image means that you love who you are and what you are and what you're doing with your body and what your body can do for you versus focusing on what people expect you to look like based on societal norms or what you're seeing on social media. I think like when you're doing things for someone else like that, um, that's where we get into vanity. But like, so like working out, for example, you eat go to the gym to get fit. Are we getting fit because we want to look a certain way to fit some sort of a standard? Or are we going to the gym because we want to have a healthy heart Um, or to be stronger and to feel more confident or um, even just to be able to say that you did it? I remember, you know, learning how to run because I wanted to prove to myself that I could run a 5K. So, you know, like there are those things that are self-love and self-care and loving your body for its abilities um, versus what people want you to be doing with your body. Yeah, I agree. I think the perspective with which you go into the view of your body is really important. So what is like healthy body image for someone might look sometimes like vanity for other people and feel like you're blurring the line between confidence and um, like arrogance about appearance. I was just talking to a friend of mine about this literally yesterday because she went on a trip with two of her good friends and she's not on social media and they both work in marketing and have like almost blogs that they run Mm -hmm. and so they were in Colorado taking pictures and she found herself falling into the trap of they look so good why don't I look good like they do in all of my pictures but they knew how to pose and were taking these pictures with almost a marketing mindset towards their body with this very outward perspective of how are other people going to view me I think that something that I've had to really learn with body image is like Gianna said like what are you using your body for and are you proud of it I don't think that healthy body image means that you have to have a perfect body I don't think that it means you have to not want to change anything about your body. I think it's okay to love your body and also want to make improvements on your body. But I think that the perspective with which you come into looking at your body really matters um, and really affects that like healthy image versus vanity. And are you doing it for you? Are you looking at your body for how it serves you? Do you feel comfortable? Or are you judging your body by how others are viewing your body? 
and sometimes in like a really positive way. Like when you look at yourself in the mirror or see yourself in a photo, are you like, oh yeah, like others are going to see this and love it. Or wow, I feel like really pleased with how I look because confidence is great and you should feel confident in your appearance. And it is a hard line figuring out where that vanity edges in. I also think like kind of along those lines of at least like taking pictures and having people like either think like what you said, like look at them, say like, what is this person going to think about me if they see this picture? Are they going to like it? Are they going to enjoy it? I think there's a part of that like loving yourself thing where it's like, yeah, I took this picture because I love it. I love my outfit. I love this space. I love this memory. I want to preserve it. And that's where I think like, because some people think, wow, social media is all vanity. And I don't think having a Instagram feed that you love is a vain thing. And that's like a, a digital scrapbook, basically, of like all of your memories. And I think it's okay to take those pictures and to say like, I feel good in this picture. It brings me joy. I'm happy with it. And to be able to post it for yourself. Like that is a perfectly reasonable thing to do on social media to say like, I did this for me. That is a good excuse. Take those pictures. Post them if you want. <laughs> so how do you ladies maintain a healthy body image for yourselves? Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> we obviously spend a lot of time together. <laughs> um, so I think I really struggle with my body image. Like just honestly, uh, I do not know that I necessarily at all times maintain a healthy body image. I think that like my body image comes like a wave sometimes. Uh, and I'm like... I look awesome today. I feel great about myself today. I find that using my body makes me really proud. Every time I go like hiking whenever I'm on the trip or something, I always am like, yes, like I did that thing. How awesome. Or when I am able to um, like work out horseback riding. We love horseback riding. Things like that where I'm able to see like what my body can do because I think that I can get really down on my body for like appearance. And I in particular struggle with being like, chunkier than the average human um, and so for me my body image struggles come from being bigger than my friends but a lot of times my body is not limiting to me you know like mm-hmm. I still ride horses I still hike up mountains I still travel I explore I walk dogs all the time I'm not held back by my body my body does a lot for me and so I think that's something that I really focus on when I'm having struggles with my body image as it focuses to appearance I try to reroute myself to what my body does for me. Hmm. Additionally, I find it's very cliche, but I really think that like positive, talking to yourself positively really matters. Mm -hmm. I used to be really self-deprecating in a joking way, and sometimes I still am, but I think that I've really learned in my head to say good things to myself about my body because I think a lot of times we make our bodies a bigger issue than they are to other people. And to us, it's a big problem. To us, it feels like everything. And we are hypercritical. But the rest of the world is not nitpicking us. I don't nitpick my friends' bodies almost ever. I barely even notice them. So why then would I assume that other people are nitpicking me? Why does it matter so much? I'm giving myself grace the way that I give my friends grace in my head rather than in my head telling me that I'm not enough, that I'm not cute today. Because I am cute. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. I think that is something that I also struggle with. And just like, I think everyone in some way, shape or form struggles with body image and everyone has a different body type, a different story. And I think like giving, I love, I love that. Giving yourself the grace that you give to others is so important. Cause yeah, I very rarely like think like, wow, she looks like a rag today. But do I say that about myself nearly every day? Yeah. As we walked in here, in fact. <laughs> 
Yeah. So like uh, something I want to get better at. But it's also really great to have friends that hold you accountable for that. Like Lily to be like, no, don't do that. Or maybe to clarify, she does not look like a rag today. (laughs) You both look gorgeous. I wish I wish this was a TV show so you could show off your adorable outfits. Oh, I yeah. am loving sweatpants. I, I haven't cleaned my glasses in like two weeks. I have the same problem today. <laughs> I can't like make- looking through a cloud. It's not great. <laughs> I love it. This struggle is real. Um, so this is Addie Longnecker, and I'm here today with Lily Carville and Gianna Green on the Curate Podcast on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. So we sort of talked about this a little bit already, but social media has become a big topic as like a self-image sort of killer um but how would you advise women going about combating that in a world that is so media saturated like deleting instagram for most girls isn't something they'd actually do mm-hmm. so how do you advise that you sort of go around keeping positive body image without going to extremes i think i've either written about this or talked about this at length to hillsdale students before um but social me- so i used I work in social media. Um, I do a lot of consuming social media for my job. I do a lot of content creation for my job. Um, And I also know a little bit about the mysterious algorithms and how they work. Um, And social media is so much about like, like Facebook, Instagram shows you what you want to be seeing. They're trying to read your mind. They're trying to pick up on your habits, how you function, how you um, interact with different pieces of content, what you like, what you don't like. And you have to, while you're on social media, think about, like if you're having a feed of like really skinny, beautiful models always like doing things and you're, you're always comparing yourself to them and saying like, wow, I wish I could do that or like, how are they a food in like if you're if you, if you love food if you're a foodie and you have like a food curated feed and you've got like all these beautiful models that are eating all this food and you're like how are you doing this and like you find yourself like falling into this like really bad habit of like this will never be me these are my goals but this can't be me this is impossible for me like you have to be able to interact with the content that makes you happy so when you see like mm-hmm. a cute dog video like it interact with it watch it um and you have have to tell yourself that you can't keep consuming your like negative guilty pleasures on social media because Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, they're seeing those habits and that's what they're fi- fixating on. They're like, oh, she's watched this video five times of this girl walking the streets in Paris and they're going to be like, oh, that's what she likes to see. We're going to keep mm-hmm. showing it. And if you keep indulging in those things that make you feel less than then social media doesn't know that. So you have to interact with the things that bring you joy, that you love, inspirational quotes, beautiful gardens, beautiful travel. Um, Make sure that you are telling the algorithm what you want to see. Um, And it's really possible to curate a positive social media feed. Like my social media feed is like dogs and I don't know, music. Yeah. pasta i love pasta lots, so, she gets lots of pasta yes <laughs> so you know like and it's because like those are the kinds of things that i share on instagram or i share out to my friends or i like or i follow those accounts um so do keep trying to positively interact with the things that make 
make you smile with the things that make you laugh, things that are bringing you joy, and try as hard as you can to swipe past the things that you find yourself comparing yourself to or the things that affect your brain negatively because that will affect the algorithm and that will affect your feed and your browsing because you can do that safely on social media. Social media is like doesn't have to be this dark abyss of bad thoughts and negative things like you you can make it how you want to make it yeah i really agree i think that social media has great potential for bad but also really great potential for good i used to super struggle with social media and i did delete it and like did the extreme thing of getting rid of it and it wasn't productive because like i grew up in maine i live in michigan i have friends from all over the country from college who've left and i genuinely want the social aspect of social media to be able to know what's going on in my friend's life when someone gets engaged when someone has a baby those things are important to me Mm -hmm. to know and i knew that there had to be a balance somewhere between what I was seeing that was making me feel bad and also staying updated in my friend's life. And so I follow a couple of like pretty strict rules for myself on Instagram. I'm really not on anything else. Like I like my guilty pleasure is TikTok, but like it's almost oh. a there it is. <laughs> it's almost 100% like dog videos. Like I don't find that I have much of a hard time with TikTok. But like if ever like I were to like look at my TikTok, I don't follow very many people. And so my like three things that I keep really focused on is like Gianna said, don't interact with things that make you feel bad. When I look at my um, explore page on Instagram, it can be really easy to see like a super cute blogger in an outfit. And I love fashion. So I want to click on that and see what she's wearing. But I know if I click on that, I'm going to get fed a ton of bloggers who are insane weensy whose clothes let's be honest wouldn't fit me even if I could afford to buy them and then I'm gonna start feeling down on myself and so I look at it love when it pops up occasionally in my newsfeed but I don't interact with it I don't engage with it I don't like it I move on and then I love like interior decor I love travel but not very many like if you were to go to my Instagram and see how many people I follow it's mostly my friends but I do also love bloggers and so when I look at who I'm following I unfollow anyone who makes me feel bad and this is something I had to do two or three years ago and I um, went through my entire feed and I unfollowed like every member of Bachelor Nation all of the Kardashians, everyone that I was following, that even though they were doing nothing wrong, I really genuinely don't think that they are using social media in a poor way. Like Gianna said, it is not a bad thing. It is not a vain thing to have a well-curated social media feed and to be proud and confident of your body, whatever it may look like. I've also discovered that with Instagram, you can mute um, stories and posts. So important, especially for toxic people in your life. A very important feature. Follow them, but you can shut them off, which is so helpful. Yes, and remove them. And so sometimes I follow even bloggers who like seeing their stories 24-7 would really bother me or make me feel less than. But I love seeing their posts. A lot of times like these food bloggers, that can be a really good thing to do is block one way or the other, just so you're not getting like oversaturated with their content. And then a lot of times, sometimes you have friends who are making you feel bad about yourself and not by necessarily anything they're doing, sometimes by things that they are doing. Sometimes they're misusing social media or using it to show off um, and in a vain way. And you don't want to unfollow them because they are your friend. And maybe they're going through a hard time and they're trying to figure out their confidence journey. And so I find that muting them is a great way for me to be able to like still check up on them, still be present there, turn it back on if I want to for them to know that I didn't stop following, um, but to get them out of my line of sight. Because remember, like social media is for you. And at the end of the day, like you're on this to keep up with your friends, to find ways that fulfill you. Um and to really like 
enjoy yourself and have fun. And then the third thing that I do, which I think is something that's been really a positive thing, so not like taking something away, not not doing something, but something that you can actively do with social media, is follow people who uplift you, who make you feel actively better about yourself. And that has been a really big shift for me. I shifted from following like all these people in Bachelor Nation to following a couple of um, bloggers who are just like really great women who sometimes talk about their journeys with confidence and also just live their lives as like women um, in uh, um, the world dealing with day-to-day struggles and existing and reminding me that like your body is not the biggest, most important part of your life and you don't have to be thinking about it all the time. Um, So I think I maybe list a couple of them in our Mm -hmm. Q&A. But there are some really excellent people on social media who actively their job is to uplift their community and make them feel more confident. Same with uh, the local Curate Hillsdale feed. Great shout out. Yes, I follow them too. (laughs) (laughs) Love it there. They are great. Um, So you you guys talked a little bit about fashion. I just want to touch on that for like a brief second. How do you go about curating a wardrobe that makes you feel confident because trends are very difficult because every body type is so unique and so different mm-hmm. and so you know you try and stay trendy but then you realize like okay that might be the trend but I do not look good in those pants mm-hmm. and so how do you find the balance between wanting to be hip wanting to be trendy wanting to be fashionable but also feeling confident in the clothes you're wearing yeah so like what is fashion um if you're really into current trends that's also kind of expensive honestly um to stay on top of trends and figure out what's going on like how thin should your sunglasses be how what cut should your jeans be Kendall Jenner's thing? trying to bring the thin sunglasses back oh. in I'm I'm against it the bigger the better I want to look like a bug um <laughs> Um, you know, like if you want to be in like high fashion following like whatever the current trend is, that's a lot of money. I have started moving. You would not be able to know based on what I'm wearing right now if you could see me. Uh, But I have started trying to move my wardrobe into more timeless pieces. So things that will always be cute, staples, more neutral colors, because I feel like having those staples, then I can get like something to spice it up. One piece of clothing that's like outside of it that I can sprinkle in to feel more hip. But for the most part, it's like neutral colors, timeless silhouettes, things that are going to last me for a really long time that are going to transcend the trends. But I also think that um, as people, we care so much about what other people think about us. And a lot of times when I talk to people about fashion, they're like, this is cool. So I should like it. And I think taking a second and turning introspective of like, what do I really like? What makes me feel confident? What makes me feel better? Because confidence is the best accessory you're going to have. It's the best thing that you can wear is feeling good about your clothes. And you can wear any skirt, any pants, any shirt and feel confident. And you're going to pull it off better than wearing something that might be perfectly on trend, but that you don't feel good in. Yeah, I think like people, you can tell when someone feels uncomfortable in their clothes. It's like being uncomfortable in your own skin. And you're like, I I don't walk the way I usually walk. I don't speak the way I usually speak. I don't carry myself with the confidence that I usually have. And I think finding clothes that work well for like your color palette of like, what color is your hair? What are your skin tones like? What are your undertones like? Find your find your like color palette and i think there have been some really great talks um probably by the dell sisters on um mm-hmm. in the curate expos i've heard both mary strecker and becca dell give some really wonderful talks on finding colors and finding pieces that work well for you 
So like definitely doing that. But like those timeless staples will last way longer in your closets than trends ever will. And I recently, we were just talking about this before we started, but I recently have had a minor identity crisis and was like, ah, are are my clothes out of style? And like, yeah, probably sure. So, you know, everyone hates on uh, Sperry's all the time. And I decided that I would give it a go and try to get rid of my Sperry's. And then I've decided with authority that people can pull my gold sparkly Sperry's out of my dead and dying hands because I love them. So (laughs) for the record, when Gianna got engaged, she genuinely tried to wear like Sperry boat shoes with a formal jumpsuit and I was in charge of getting her to the engagement site looking cute Mm. and we started walking out of our apartment down the stairs and I turned around to say something and I was faced directly with like her four-year-old Sperry's and had to make her go change and I didn't tell her but it ruined the surprise. She knew after that. It was a very good surprise until Lily was like what are you wearing? Go change immediately. So, and I was like, that's suspicious. What we've learned is to not wear Sperry boat shoes as often as you want to. False. <laughs> uh, but no, really. Like, And I do think like you can tell the difference. Like, I wear sneakers pretty much every day, even at work. And a lot of girls wear heels, and they feel more comfortable in mm-hmm. heels. Um, but I feel more comfortable in sneakers. I feel more myself. And I think that that really matters and really says something. Yeah. And if you need resources for it, too, like Gianna said, there are a lot of people on campus who understand like the color wheel and know what staples you need in a professional wardrobe or what things suit different body types and are happy to help you. Joanna Wisely, though she doesn't work in career services anymore, is a great resource for this. She loves to go shopping and loves to help people figure this out. I've talked to her at length about it. But also Leah Nalepa, who works out at the Kirby Center, she's awesome. She runs an Instagram where she encourages people to find their own professional style. And her style is crazy and fun and wild and so different from mine. But I find myself constantly seeing like what lists she has for work must-haves and being like, do I have all these things? Do I need all these things? And she's a great person to reach out to with like, hey, I'm looking to build a professional wardrobe. What are your recommendations for me? She loves it. She has a passion for dressing people to a way that suits them, not necessarily a one-size-fits-all mindset on fashion. We do have a curate interview with her on SoundCloud. Just FYI. Love that. It was a great interview. She's Um, a queen. She's lovely. Lovely to interview with her. Um, Thank you guys so much for coming on today. This has been so much fun. This has been Addie Longnecker with Lily Carville and Gianna Green on the Curate Podcast, Radio Free Hillsdale, 101.7 FM.